What's up, tribe? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your weekly group class programming. This is the week of July 25th through July 30th. So let's just jump right in. So Monday, July 25th, we have more of a steady state, steady heart rate, steady movement focus for the workout. So it's going to be very similar to last Tuesday's workout. If you guys did come to class that day, if you didn't, um, I'm just going to go over the workout right now anyway. So um, it is an every minute on the minute for 18 minutes. It's going to be a total of three sets of the movements. So minute one, you are going to do a half kneeling dumbbell clean to windmill press. This is all going to be done with the left arm. Minute two, you are going to do a half kneeling dumbbell clean to windmill press with the right arm. Minute three, you are going to do a contralateral dumbbell farmer's hold curtsy lunge all on the left leg. Minute four, contralateral dumbbell farmers hold curtsy lunge all on the right leg. And then minute five, oblique hanging knees to chest at a one, 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 two tempo. And then minute six is going to be rest. So I'm going to explain all of the movements in a little bit more detail so it'll all make sense. A lot of these are newer or they're just very wordy. So half kneeling dumbbell clean to a windmill press. I feel like I need to do this while I'm explaining it. But you are going to be in a half kneeling position. So half kneeling is one knee, like the bottom of a lunge. So one knee on the ground, the other leg is going to be in front um, with the foot on the ground, knee at about 90 degrees. And then with that same arm, you are going to be holding a dumbbell. So same arm as the leg that's in front, same arm is holding a dumbbell. You're going to start with that arm extended in front of the body. So pretty much right in line with that front leg, you're going to clean it up to the shoulder. And then once you get it up to the shoulder, you are going to press it up as you are rotating down into the bottom of a windmill. Then with that arm up overhead, you're going to quote, stand up from the bottom of the windmill, bring that dumbbell back down to the shoulder and then back down in front of you. And that is going to be one rep. So again, this will, this will make a lot more sense when we explain it in class, but step one, again, that dumbbell starts in front of the body, right in line with that front leg. So again, same arm as the leg that is in front is holding the dumbbell. So step one, clean that dumbbell up to the shoulder. Step two, Press the dumbbell overhead as you're reaching the other arm toward the ground and going to the bottom of that windmill. Step three, you're going to quote, stand up from the bottom of the windmill. So now you're in an upright position with the chest, dumbbells up over the shoulder or dumbbells up overhead with that arm fully extended. And then step four, bring that dumbbell back down to the shoulder. And then step five would essentially be bringing that dumbbell back down in front so you can begin that next rep. So you are gonna do minute one all on the left arm. Minute two, you're gonna switch up the legs, switch up the arms. You're gonna do all of them on the right arm. And then minute three, contralateral dumbbell farmers hold curtsy lunge. So contralateral means just that you are going to be holding the dumbbell in the opposite arm as the working leg. So in a lunge, the working leg is the leg that is in front, especially if you're doing them all on one leg. So it's going to be the leg that's in front. So if you're standing, say, for example, I'm going to be working my left leg on minute three. So I'm going to be holding the dumbbell in my right hand. So as I step back with my right leg, so again, my left leg is working. My right leg is the one that I step back with. You're stepping back, holding the dumbbell by the side in the right arm. And then when you stand up, you're pushing through that left leg. And then that is going to be one rep. So again, with the curtsy lunge, instead of going straight back like you would for a regular reverse lunge, you're going into more of a cross back. So then instead of having that knee, that back knee being pretty much to the side of that front knee, you are going to cross that leg behind 
So then that back knee is pretty much in line with that front heel in the bottom of the lunge or in line with the, with the calf or something like that um, within the bottom of that lunge. So instead of, again, stepping straight back with that leg, you are stepping back and kind of rotating over behind that front leg or that working leg. You're doing minute three all on the left leg. So again, minute three, that left leg is working. You're holding the dumbbell with the right arm. Minute four, you're doing them all on the right leg. So right leg is gonna be in front or working, and then you're holding that dumbbell with the left hand. And then minute five, oblique hanging knees to chest with a two second pause with the knees up. So hanging from the pull-up bar, instead of bringing the knees straight up in front, you're gonna be alternating sides. So favoring the left side, bringing the knees up together toward kind of like the left rib or the left armpit or the left side of the chest, lowering about all the way back down. And then same thing on the right side. So again, alternating sides and getting a two second pause with the knees up um, at about 90 degrees or slightly higher on that. With the um, farmer's hold curtsy lunges, I forgot to mention this. Um, if you feel pretty good with those curtsy lunges and those really aren't too challenging for you anymore, we can go ahead and progress that by adding a slider underneath the foot of the moving leg. So again, the leg that is working is the one that's in front. So we can make it a little bit tougher by having that leg that crosses behind, putting a slider underneath the foot, and that's just gonna challenge your stability and your balance a little bit more and kicking, kick in a little bit more of those stabilizing muscles. If you're struggling or it's just fairly challenging without the slider, then there's no need to go up to the slider. Do it without the slider, focus on your position, and as that becomes easier and easier over time, then we can progress that up to using the slider and making it a little bit more difficult. I would stop each of these sets, except for the oblique hanging knees to chest, at about 50-ish seconds on the clock, just so it allows you time to transition to that next movement. So instead of going for that full minute, that beep goes off, and then you're scrambling to get to that next movement or switch sides, stop about 50, 55 seconds before that beep goes off, and then switch sides, just so you're not rushing and you can get set up um, and have good quality movement for that next set as well. When we finish that up, we are gonna go into week seven of our barbell hold progression. So it, we are gonna be starting to switch some of these movements up a little bit. It's week seven, so we just did the first, the first six weeks of our 12-week progression, um, and now we're moving on to the last six weeks. So we are gonna kind of switch up some of the movements a little bit just to kind of get a different stimulus on the body or just change up the way that we are creating that stimulus on the body. So instead of doing a regular barbell hold, we are gonna do a 400 meter dumbbell or kettlebell farmer's carry. So dumbbell or kettlebell is one in each hand. You're going up um, to that 200 meter mark and then back um, for that 400. Or I think with the way we've been doing it now outside of that big bay door is if you go out the door and you circle around buildings A and B, and then it'll spit you out at that 200 meter mark up at the mailboxes, and then you'll come back in through the um, road and then come back in there. So that'll be your 400 meter, uh, 400 meter distance there. So the weight on this should be fairly challenging, something that forces you to have to focus on your body position and your breathing in order to complete the carry correctly and efficiently. If you're going too light and you're just going for a nice leisurely stroll, you're not really struggling too bad, not breaking a sweat, then you're probably going way too light. Um, but if you can't maintain good quality position or you have to keep putting the kettlebells or the dumbbells down every like 100 meters or 50 meters or something like that, then you're going way too heavy. So you should be able to at minimum do the first 200 meters unbroken, at least halfway unbroken. Um, if you can go that full 400 meters unbroken, you should be 
really, really fighting for that grip or fighting for that position at the end. If you're coming back in, you did that 400 meters unbroken and you're just chilling out, then you can probably definitely go heavier um, next week. So this is um, something we haven't really done in a while. So if you're not really sure what to use, you might want to start a little bit more moderate and then build because we are going to do this for another five weeks. So I'd probably start a little bit moderate. It should get tough, but have kind of room to grow with that too. All right, moving on to Tuesday. This is July 26th. So we have our sprint workout for the week this day. So it's going to be a 14-minute window, and you are going to accumulate six sets of eight barbell sumo deadlift high pulls and then a 100-meter sprint at 100% max effort. When you finish up that 100-meter sprint, you're going to walk back, and then once you get back in and get back to your barbell, that is when your next set begins. So we've done formats like this before um, with different movements. So again, those barbell sumo deadlift high pulls should be done pretty fast, really focusing on that push with the legs. Um, a lot of the times when people do these sumo deadlift high pulls and they start feeling issues in their back, a lot of it is that they're either not going into the, the actual sumo deadlift position and they're going more into a hinge. So instead of dropping straight down and then coming straight up like we want in that sumo deadlift, they're pushing the hips back and then they're creating a lot of tension on the back. So really focusing on, again, with that sumo deadlift, the feet are wide and knees are tracking out over the toes. We're keeping that chest up and again, like an elevator straight down, straight up the whole time. Another mistake that a lot of people make too is that they go into the high pull way too early on the sumo deadlift high pull. So you want to be keeping the arms long basically until those legs lock out and the glutes squeeze and then you go into the high pull. So you want to uh, use the power and the explosiveness from the legs to basically perform the high pull. You shouldn't be having to rip your arms up and using a lot of upper body strength. You should be exploding with the legs so much that they pretty much create that high pull with the arms. That momentum causes that high pull. So that's what I want you guys to focus on with this. Again, before you go into that high pull, the legs should be locked out, glutes squeezed, and then the arms break. So that's just a big thing to really focus on with that position. Again, it's written for a barbell. If you feel better doing sumo deadlift high pulls with a kettlebell or two dumbbells or something like that, that is totally fine if you want to switch up the equipment that you're using for that. With that 100 meter sprint, again, 100% max effort. So going as fast as you can, blowing your, eye, your eyeballs out to get up to that 100 meter mark. And then once you get there, again, the 100 meter mark is out the big bay door up to the 200 meter turnaround. So it's 100 meters out. And then you're going to walk 100 meters back once you finish that up. And that is going to be your rest period. So however long it takes you to walk back from that turnaround, turnaround point and get back to your barbell, that is, that is your rest period. So that can be as slow or as short as you really want. Um, but you really want to focus on as you're walking, taking big breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, really trying to push that air out and trying to kind of get yourself back into doing more nasal breathing toward the end of it. That is going to help recover your body a lot faster. It sounds kind of daunting. Um, so you don't want to force it right from the beginning, focus on those big breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. And as you take a few of those and the heart rate starts to slow down, then we can start trying to get back into nasal breathing just to help the body recover a little bit quicker, take it out of that fight or flight. So then you can go ahead and perform that next set um, with just a little bit more kind of gas in your tank with that. All right. When we finish that up, we are going into week seven of our goblet squat and kettlebell swing progression. So we've been doing um, two sets of this the past six weeks. We are increasing it up to three sets. So the movements and the movement um, 
I guess the movement requirements are going to stay the same. So the, the goblet squats, it's been a 2-2 two, two, X1 tempo. It's going to stay the same. So again, two second down, two second pause on the bottom, explode up, one second pause at the top, and you are doing that for one minute. So should be getting around 10 to 15 reps. Stay disciplined on that two second pause at the bottom. A lot of people go slow on the way down, and then they just try and come right back up because the two second pause at the bottom sucks. It's, yeah, it sucks. It's supposed to. It's not supposed to be something that you really love doing, but it is going to make your position better. And if we really focus on maintaining tension in the body, pushing the knees out, keeping that chest up, keeping the core tight in that bottom position, it is going to strengthen your overall squat and make it a lot easier when we go and do these in workouts or we retest on Warrior Day. So do not just overlook that. Make sure you're getting in that two second pause. The clock is right in front of you. So you can watch it and make sure that you're doing two seconds for that pause. So Make sure you're getting that. Once we finish up those goblet squats for one minute, you're going into a max unbroken set of Russian kettlebell swings, rest two minutes or until full recovery, and then you're gonna do it again. So again, three sets of this, three sets of each movement, um, and then that is what that's what we have for you guys for that day. All right, moving on to Wednesday. This is July 27th. So we have a more explosive power-based workout for you guys. So it's just gonna be a 10-minute window, just 10 minutes, and you're going to be rotating through eight ball slams, eight box jump overs, and eight hand release push-ups. So once we finish up those hand release push-ups, going right back up to the top with those ball slams and cycling through those three movements as many times as you can. A good goal to aim for would be somewhere within four to seven total rounds. It's going to vary person to person based on, say, how fast you can do your box jump overs, if that's a really strong movement for you. Um, if you have to break up your handstand, your, not your handstand, your hand release push-ups, um, things like that will kind of um, change how, how, many, how many rounds people get um, person to person, but overall that would be a good kind of goal to aim for. So you should have fast transition times between all of these movements. There's not a lot of reps of each, so you should be able to kind of motor through them pretty quickly. Those ball slams should be unbroken. The box jump over should be unbroken. The hand release push-ups you might have to start breaking up as you get fatigued in the later sets, but it should be like two sets max on that. You shouldn't be doing like sets or you shouldn't be doing like sets of two to get up to eight. So you should be doing like four and four five and three, something like that, as you start to get fatigued on that. And that rest should be like 10 seconds or less. So very short on that. When we finish that up, we are going to go into week seven of our dumbbell Z press and ring row progression. So three sets of eight unbroken dumbbell Z presses at a 2-0-X-1 tempo, no rest. You're going to go right into eight unbroken ring rows at a 2-0-X-1 tempo, and then rest one minute in between your sets. And then you're going to do it again. So that 2-0-X-1 tempo, the tempo is the same for both movements. I'll explain it, how it applies to each one. So with that dumbbell Z press, the dumbbells, again, are going to start right up at the shoulder. So the butt of the, or the head of the dumbbell is touching the shoulders. And we want to try and keep the elbows in front. So we're not wide on this one. We're trying to keep everything stacked um, right in front, right there. When we press up, it is an explosive press up. One second pause at the top. So make sure that those elbows lock out. Hold it for a second at the top. A two-second eccentric on the way down. So one, two, as you lower down. Once those dumbbells touch the shoulders, you can go right into that next rep and you're going to explode up. So there's no pause at the bottom of the rep. It is just a pause at the top and then a two-second controlled lowering all the way down. Um, with those ring rows, very similar. Again, 2-0-X-1 tempo. It is going to be a fast pull up. So ex explosive pull up. And then a one second pause, squeezing the shoulder blades back and down at the top of that pull with the rings touching the chest. Again, the rings do have to touch the chest. 
every single time. And then is a two second eccentric all the way down to full extension with the arms. Once you get to full extension, you're gonna go right back up into that pull, hold for a second, and then two second controlled eccentric all the way down. These, all of these reps must be unbroken guys. So if you don't think that you can do like the next set unbroken, say you do that first set and you go a little bit heavier than you did last week and that was really, really hard and you know you can't get eight unbroken reps on that second set, go down and wait. We're not trying to break it up four and four or something like that. Um, try and keep these reps unbroken. If you do need to go down, that's fine. But also kind of think to yourself too, as you're going through this, are you stopping just because it's getting hard and it's, and it's tough, um, but can you really do another rep? If you're just stopping because it's getting hard, but you have another rep in you and you just have to fight for it, then try and get that other rep in you, that, or try and get that other rep and complete that because that is going to help you progress and make you stronger as we go through this. All right, moving on to Thursday. This is July 28th. So we have our another more sustained heart rate, sustained movement workout. So it is three rounds of a 400 meter run, 50 foot low bear crawl, and then a 100 meter offset kettlebell overhead and farmer's hold carry. Um, another kind of wordy one. So I'll explain everything a little bit more. So that 400 meter run, um, you guys kind of know, you guys know what a 400 meter run is. Obviously, if we can't run, then we can bike or row. Um, with that 50 foot low bear crawl. So the way this is going to be set up is we're going to run when we come in, the bear crawl is going to be outside and then the farmer's carry is going to be outside. So you're kind of going in like a little bit of like a circle um, or I guess out back in and then back out. Um, if we can't run, then we'll just set up the bikes or the rowers outside of the spot where we're going to be doing our bear crawl. But we'll have cones set up, so it's gonna be 25 feet down, 25 feet back for the bear crawl. And we're trying to stay in more of that quadruped position. So we've done a bunch of this in the warm up where we have the knees at about 90 degrees, shoulders stacked over the hands, and we're keeping a really tight core position and hollowed out lower back. So the entire time that we're walking in that bear crawl, you wanna keep that flat back position and we want to try and be looking forward on this too. Um, as we're going through this nice and slow, focusing on trying to go, if we can go same arm, same foot, that's great. But if we need to go opposite, that's fine. But we're really focusing on just keeping that tight core position and controlling the movement the entire time. Um, if that bear crawl feels pretty good and it's not super challenging for you, then we can progress that up to using sliders for this and going into a little bit of kind of a scissor movement with the feet. So as we're walking forward, we're scissoring the feet back and forth on the sliders. So, and it'll make a lot more sense when we explain it in class to you guys too. This might sound kind of confusing, but you're still keeping that flat back position, hips in line with the shoulders, hollowed out lower back and tight core. But as we're walking, we're creating a little bit of movement with the lower body, which is increasing the core demand and increasing um, kind of the, the need for all of those stabilizing muscles to be kicking in. With that offset kettlebell farmer's hold overhead carry. So again, is 100 meters total, it's gonna to be 50 meters out, 50 meters back in, or 50 meters on each side. So you're gonna have one kettlebell held by the side, like a farmer's carry, and then one kettlebell pressed up overhead, trying to keep that elbow nice and close to the ear. So you're gonna do 50 meters walking out. So for example, say I have my right arm up overhead and my left arm down, I'm gonna do 50 meters 
on that side. Once I hit 50 meters, I'm going to switch it up. So the left arm is now going to be up overhead. The right arm is by the side. I'm going to do 50 meters back in on that side. Once we finish up the 50 meters on each, you're going to go into that next round and go back up into that farmer or that 400 meter run. There is a 16 minute time cap on this. So the goal would be to finish it in under 16 minutes. And if we don't, then it's just 16 minutes of movement. All right. When we finish that up, we are going to go into week seven of our yoga block plank hold progression. So we're going to switch it up this week. So we've been doing the yoga block plank holds like we tested on warrior day. We're going to switch it up and we're going to go into a side plank hold. Just we're getting a little bit more oblique action kicking in. Um, still focusing on creating a lot of tension in the body, but just a different way of progressing in the plank. So one minute on one minute off for four sets, same format as last week but we're gonna be doing two sets on each side. So you're gonna alternate sides each set. So sets one and three are gonna be on the left side, sets two and four are gonna be on the right side. So like I said, total of two per set. Um, and that's what we're gonna be focusing on for that plank hold progression this week. All right, moving on to Friday, this is July 29th. So we have three minutes on, one minute, one and a half minutes off for four sets. This is another power explosive based workout. So you're gonna be rotating through six pogo jump bar facing down ups and 12 barbell thrusters. Once we finish up the barbell thrusters, we're gonna go right back up to the six pogo jump bar facing down ups. And then you're gonna pick up where you left off each round. So not a whole lot of reps for each movement. So we're focusing on trying to move quickly, trying to have quick transitions between both of the movements. The reason for the down ups instead of burpees is that the movement is just faster that way. So you're jumping back, coming right back forward, and then going right into that pogo jump versus going all the way down to the floor with the burpee. And then a lot of times we end up pausing at the bottom and then coming up and it just becomes a slower movement um, if you're not as efficient with them too. So the pogo jump down up is meant to just keep you moving faster and keeping that intensity just a little bit higher. Um, especially with the burpee, when we're going up to down to the floor, we do have to press up and we are having thrusters right after that. So the down up should kind of save your shoulders a little bit too for the thrusters. Again, the thruster is your squat to a press up overhead, really focusing on that leg drive. So this is similar to that sumo deadlift high pull where we want the momentum from the legs to basically be what brings that barbell up overhead. So we don't want to squat and then basically have no explosive power from the legs and then just be strict pressing that bar up that thruster is going to feel extra hard and you're probably going to have to break it up at some point we don't want to have to break up these thrusters really at all um so again just really focusing on the explosive power with the legs getting the glutes to lock out legs to lock out pushing the feet through the floor that thruster weight should be i would say probably fairly light to moderate on that we're not looking to go heavy we do want to try and keep those 12 reps unbroken every time um if you're someone with any type of shoulder issues um or you have just trouble getting into a good front rack position with that barbell then definitely use dumbbells for this you're going to get more out of using dumbbells than trying to just power through with the barbell if you're not in a good position with that all right, when we finish that up, we're gonna go into week seven of our strict pull-up and push-up progression. So a little bit different this week. We are gonna change things up a little bit. We've been doing a lot of full range of motion push-ups and pull-ups. We're going to increase that time under tension a little bit and kind of break up those movements a little bit. So we're gonna go into every two for eight sets. So it's just, or for eight sets, for eight minutes. So it's gonna be two sets of each because we are gonna alternate movements. Um, and then on intervals one and three, you're gonna do a max unbroken set of primal push-ups, and then intervals two and four, max unbroken set of primal pull-ups. So I'll explain these movements a little bit more. We've been seeing them in the revives a little bit, but 
I'll explain them a little bit more in detail. So one primal push-up is three top to 90 degree push-ups. So starting at the top of that push-up, lowering down just so the elbows are about 90 degrees and then coming back up. So three of those directly into three bottom to 90 degree push-ups. So after you finish up that last top to 90, you're gonna bring your elbows back down to 90 degrees, lower all the way down to the ground and then press back up so your elbows are at 90 degrees. So three bottom to 90 degree push-ups. Once we finish up that last one and we press up to 90 degrees, we're going to pause there and then press all the way up. And then we're gonna do three full range of motion pull-ups, top all the way down to the bottom, back up to the top. So that is one rep of your primal push-up. We wanna do as many as we can unbroken. So that one rep should be completed as one unbroken complex. So you should be able to do that three, three, three without taking the hands off of the ground or failing. Um, And the goal is within that two minute window to do as many three, three, three complexes as you can without stopping. What we want for a minimum is to be able to get three unbroken. So we want you guys to scale that any way that you need to allow you to get those three, 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 three times unbroken without coming off of that pushup. So if you're pretty strong with pushups, um, you still might have trouble with this and you might have to modify that movement. So we can go to doing pushups on the knees for this. We could go to doing pushups with a bar in the rack. That's also a great option. So you're still staying in that full um, pushup position, um, but you're just raising up and creating just a little bit of an incline on that. So even if we're just bringing it a couple inches up off the ground, um, that might help you be able to get those three reps unbroken. Um, we have, We do have... Uh, I think colored lines on the on the upright for the kind of the standards. We had three standards for bar and rack push-ups. I wouldn't really, you don't have to go off of that. You can use it as a starting point, but you don't have to go off of that um, if you're someone that did push-ups from the floor um, for Warrior Day, but we could, that is an option for how to modify the push-ups. All right, um, with those primal pull-ups. So again, one primal pull-up, same type of idea as the primal push-up. You're gonna do one rep, is three bottom to 90 degree pull-ups. So again, starting from full extension, going from the bottom all the way up so the elbows are at 90. So again, that chin is not coming over the bar, just pulling up so the elbows are at 90, lowering all the way back down. So that is one rep. You're gonna do three of those. Once we finish up that last one, we're gonna pull ourselves back up so the elbows are at 90 degrees, and then we're gonna go 90 to chin over for three reps. So again, starting with the elbows at 90 degrees, pulling your chin all the way up over the bar, and then lowering back down so your elbows are at 90 degrees. When we finish up those three reps, we're gonna pause at 90 degrees, and then lower all the way back down to full extension, and then we're gonna do three full range of motion pull-ups and that is going to be one rep of your primal pull-up we want to modify this to allow us to all get at minimum one unbroken rep so for the push-ups it is three unbroken reps of primal push-ups so three 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 times without stopping and for the pull-up what we want for a minimum is just one rep of that three 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 unbroken if you can get more that's great but we want everyone at the minimum to just be able to get at least one of them pull-ups tend to be a little bit tougher um than push-ups so that's why we kind of drop the reps down a little bit just to align with that a little bit more each um week that we do this we're going to be doing this progression for five more weeks after this so six weeks total so each week whatever however many reps you get this week the goal is to be able to add one more rep onto it each week so if you do 
four unbroken primal push-ups, then the goal is that next week you're trying to get five unbroken primal push-ups. If you do one unbroken primal pull-up this week, the goal is that you try and get two unbroken primal pull-ups next week. Um, And then with those pull-ups, we can also modify that any way that we need, adding a little bit more bands, going bar in the rack. Um, If you've been doing banded pull-ups, I would definitely add another band. Or if you've been doing regular strict pull-ups, it might be a good idea just to add a light band to that if we need to. Um, But again, this is going to be everyone's kind of test week for this progression. We can figure out all of our starting points and then we'll progress it um, in the coming weeks. All right. Moving on to Saturday, last day of the week. This is July 30th. So we have our more endurance-based workout for the week. I'm really excited for this one. I think this one's fun. So I hope you guys think so too. It is going to be one round of 50 single dumbbell snatches, alternating arms, 50 total, 200-meter run, 50 dips, 200-meter run, 50 tall kneeling dumbbell crush grip bicep curls, 200-meter run, 50 lateral box step overs with a single dumbbell, 200 meter run, 50 single dumbbell sit up presses, 200 meter run, 50 supermans, 200 meter run, and then you're done. There's a 27 time, 27 minute time cap on this one. So again, endurance, we've been doing a lot of 24 minute workouts. Um, this week we're increasing that just a little bit. So you might be working for 27 minutes. You might be working less than that. So if you don't finish it under the time cap, it's just 27 minutes of movement. The good part with this one is that the movements are constantly changing. So it'll keep your mind kind of busy. Um, and the time will go by a little bit faster. I like move. I like workouts like this where you're doing different things and kind of jumping around just because it does keep your brain a little bit more stimulated and kind of takes the focus off of how long the workout is and more so on just completing those different movements as you go. The 200 meter run should be taking around a minute to a minute and a half. I'm going to say you might be going closer to that minute and a half as you start to get fatigued in the workout, especially if it is um, a little bit hotter. So if we take a little bit longer on that, that's fine. Obviously, if you can't run, then we can definitely bike or row too. Um, With those dumbbell snatches, again, like I said, it is going to be alternating arms. It'll equal 25 on one arm, 25 on the other, 50 total. With those dips, I would scale those in a way that you could do like at least sets of 10 to 15. We don't want to be doing like sets of five from the start on that. You might be a little fatigued going into it too, coming off of the snatches. So just keep that in mind. This would be a good day where if you usually do like ring dips or matador dips or something like that, it might be a good day to kind of reel it back and go into bench dips. Um, but if you're someone that likes those progressions better, or just feels better on your upper body, then I would probably add another band for assistance from what you usually use. So if you usually do matador dips or ring dips and you use a green band, I would probably go with like a green and a red or even a black band or something like that, like that, just to give you a little bit more support. That third movement that we have after the run is 50 tall kneeling dumbbell crush grip bicep curls. So a little bit different movement. We're going to be in a tall kneeling position. So both knees on the ground, glutes squeeze, hips forward. And then with that crush grip, you're holding one dumbbell and one hand is going to be on each kind of head of the dumbbell, keeping the elbows pinched in nice and tight to the waist. So you want the dumbbell, the elbows to pretty much in contact with your waist pretty much the entire time. You're starting from that quote full extension so the elbows should stay a little bit bent at the bottom but you're going to curl all the way up again not bringing that dumbbell so high to the point that the elbows come off of the body the entire time we're keeping the elbows pinched in but curling that dumbbell up not again not so it close it touches the shoulders 
um, but past 90 degrees, definitely. And then lowering that back down. So that's going to be one rep. We are going to do 50 of these. You should have to break them up at some point. So if you're doing 50 unbroken and it really isn't too difficult, we could probably go a little bit heavier. Um, just to keep that in mind for next time we do this movement, but you should be able to go bigger sets. So probably sets of 20 to 25, but you should have to break that up at some, at some point. Next movement that we have after that run is 50 lateral dumbbell box step over. So one dumbbell, you can hold it any way. Um, the only thing that I say is don't just set it on the shoulder and then take the hand off of the handle and then just cup the, the head of the dumbbell. Keep your hand on the handle if you're going to put it on the shoulder. You can hold it there. You can hold it by the side. You can hold it in a goblet hold right up at the chest. You can hold both heads of the dumbbell right behind the neck. So kind of change it up or try different ways. And you can switch that as you're going through um, the movement as well. So you could start doing the set of 50 with the dumbbell by the side, switch it up to a goblet hold about halfway, switch it up to holding it behind the neck or on the shoulder. Um, so like I said, you can kind of change it up as you fatigue on that movement. And then the next movement after that, so after you finish that up, you'll go on a 200 meter run. Next movement, single dumbbell setup presses. So if we can go straight legs, that's great. If we need a little bit more support on that setup, you can add a slight bend with the knees. Um, but it's just like that straight leg sit-up press with plates that we've done before. So lowering all the way down to the bottom of that setup, keeping that dumbbell tight to the chest. We're going to sit all the way up. Once we sit up, then we're going to press like we're doing a Z press up overhead, all the way back down to the shoulders or the chest, and then lower back down into that setup. So it's kind of two separate parts. So you're going to do the sit up. Once you finish the sit up, then you'll go into the press and then you'll go back down into the sit up. Last movement, 50 supermans. So you're going to be face down on the ground. So this is a prone movement, no equipment required for this one face down on the ground, and then we're focusing on squeezing the glutes, lifting up with the chest and the arms, up with the legs, so trying to lift the quads off of the ground. So like a Superman position, that's what you're going to be looking like, Superman when he's flying through the air. Squeezing the glutes, pressing the, the abs down into the floor as you go into that position, and then lowering back down with control. That's going to be one rep, and you are going to do 50 of these. With this, I do want you guys to try and get a quick one-second pause in that Superman position. I know that's going to be annoying at the end of the workout, but you're going to get more out of the movement, and you're going to have more control, and you're just going to feel better doing it if you do get that quick pause at the top. Again, 27-minute time cap for this workout. When we finish that up, we're not going to drill you guys with anything crazy at the end. So we're just going to do a little bit of a cool down. So one minute hand elevated or elbow elevated PVC thoracic stretch. So if you're using a PVC, the, ele the elbows are going to be elevated up on a bench. And if you're not using a PVC for this, then we're just going to have the hands elevated up on a bench, but it's going to be like a child's pose. So if you're not using a PVC, hands elevated up on a bench, and then you're sitting um, with the knees wide and hips back into the heels. So kind of in, like I said, elevated child's pose. If we do want to use a PVC for this one, instead of putting the hands on the bench, we'll have the elbows on the bench. You're going to have the palms facing toward you, holding a PVC. And then as you relax into the stretch, sit the hips down to the heels, you're going to curl that PVC kind of behind the neck. And that's just going to help you get a little bit more of a stretch in that middle back and along the sides of your back too with that. When we finish that up, we're going to go into a one minute each side lacrosse ball crossover shoulder smash. So you're going to be face down on the ground. One arm is going to be extended out to the side. I'm going to say it should be slightly up um, or the hand should be slightly higher than your shoulder. And then you're going to have a lacrosse ball um, right under kind of the pec on this one. So again, you're face down on the lacrosse ball with that same arm extended out to the side. 
with that opposite leg. If you're getting enough of a stretch right there without crossing the leg back, you can just hang out there face down on the ground with that lacrosse ball and just kind of work it in and out and kind of hit different parts of the pec and the shoulder. Um, if you need a little bit more of a stretch, you can take that opposite leg and just cross it over slightly behind the other leg. So then you're kind of lifting that chest up or pushing that side that's on the lacrosse ball down, lifting the other side up a little bit, and that's just gonna create a little bit more of a stretch in there. Then we're gonna go into a one minute each side couch stretch and then a one minute each side standing calf stretch. And that'll be just a nice little cool down, just getting the body to relax a little bit too after such a long workout. All right, guys, that is all I have for you. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to, write, to reach out to Andrew or I, and we can't wait to see you guys this week in classes.